Song of Songs, chapter 4, a picture of Jesus talking to the church. Listen, my dearest darling. And I study from the King James, but I'm reading from the Passion, and this is extremely accurate. Listen, my dearest darling, you are so beautiful because the body of Christ is the bride of Christ. You are so beautiful. You are beauty itself to me and your eyes glisten with love like gentle doves behind your veil. What devotion I see each time I gaze upon you. I want to ask you, can the Lord say that to you? What devotion I see each time I gaze upon you. Be honest with yourself. Ask the hard question. Does Jesus see devotion when he looks at you or does he see a double-minded man who is unstable in all of his ways according to James Hebrews 12 says fix your eyes on Jesus lay aside every weight get rid of the sin but also lay aside the weight fix your eyes on Jesus what devotion I see each time I gaze upon you. You are like a sacrifice ready to be offered. Now, I'm not going to lie if somebody was trying to date me and said that to me. It'd be really weird. You are like a sacrifice ready to be offered up. You know, I'd be like, you got to go. <laughs> like right now. But the Lord is on another level. He can say what he wants. And he's right. What he was saying is, you look like a lover of God, ready to get on their cross, die to man's ways, and become a follower and a disciple and a lover of Jesus. He said, you look like me. Because Jesus was a sacrifice ready to be offered up. Jesus was ready to be offered for God's will. And so when he says this, you are like a sacrifice ready to be offered. The King James says it's like a, you're like a goat who's just come from the washing. That'd be even weirder. Ooh, you like a goat, girl. You finna be offered up. But what it was saying was, you're like a pure vessel who's been washed. And now you can be placed on the altar and sacrificed. You are like a sacrifice. You look like me. You're beautiful because you're ready to lay it all down for me. Not just to have me heal you and fix things and restore things, but just because you love me. There were two men following behind Jesus in John 1. And it said they were following a short distance behind him. And Jesus turned around and said, what do you want? Why are you following what you want? They could have said, heal me, Lord. I'm a leper. 
come to my house, heal my daughter. She's 12 and she's sick. We don't have the money we need. We don't have the bread. We don't have the water. We need a miracle. Jesus, I don't have, I don't have a, I don't know what I'm doing. I need direction. I, but when Jesus looked at these men and said, what do you want? The men said to him, where are you staying? In other words, I want to be where you are. I don't need a miracle. I don't need you to restore everything. I don't need you to come through for this and that and make every wrong right. I need to know where you're staying. I need to know where you're going to be. I'm going to be right there. I just want to be where you are. I'm going to be right there. What an opportunity. Like when Jesus said to blind Bartimaeus, what can I do for you? Heal my eyes, duh. (laughs) Fix the trauma, duh. Restore my family, duh. Do these things for me. But that was a different moment. What do you want? You Ivan Tate said it last night. I like people who love me. I love to be loved. The greatest ministry you will ever have on this planet is to love Jesus. You will never preach a better sermon than a person who loves Jesus. You will never build a business more fantastic than the person who loves Jesus. You will never be more rich than the person who loves Jesus. Ain't nobody richer than me. Or unless you love him more than me. You'll never be more wise than the person who loves Jesus. You'll never be more beautiful than the person who loves Jesus. The greatest ministry you will ever have. The greatest mission of your family. The greatest purpose of your life is that you would love Jesus. And do you know out of that you can change like the whole world? Do you know out of that your whole family can do incredible, remarkable things? Do you know out of that place you can write like number one best-selling books and produce movies and build businesses and coffee shops and taco shop? I'm sorry, that's just, if you feel an anointing for that. But you can have like the best marriage. When everything comes out of loving the Lord. I guarantee you if something is failing in your life, you don't love the Lord there. He said, where I'm abiding and you are abiding at the same time, there's fruit. And if something is failing in your life, I guarantee you, Jesus is not dead center. If your marriage is on the rocks, it's because you need to be on the rock together. You're not married. How dare you talk to me like that? I am married to the Lord. And he started loving me when I was 12. And that's why I'm still single. Don't nobody love me like the Lord. Not until a man talks like Jesus, drips away like Jesus, dies for others like Jesus, 
raises the dead. Oh, that might be too much. But if I don't find a love that comes straight out of Jesus, I will choose Jesus alone. Thank you. Thank you. It's usually just dead quiet in the room. You know, just like, wow. All right, well, you're going to be single, so. Uh, God is faithful to his promise. In his timing, he's very faithful always. But every, you can be single without tripping when you love the Lord. You're not out grabbing on to every shadow that's going to vanish when the light comes. Dating shadows that when the things are exposed in the light, there's no good thing there. Because you're walking with the light. And he exposes it immediately. Every good thing comes from the Father of lights. He has no shadow of turning. Anything failing in your life, run to Jesus. Is your joy failing you? You're depending on something else to make you happy. Do you not laugh anymore? You're stressed by the cares of the world that have your eyes. Whatever is failing, run to Jesus. Those are good tears. Those are good tears. For every one of us that need to do this, right now in your heart, invite Jesus back in. Invite him, invite him. I invite you into my family. Come into our marriage. Come back, come back, come back. I see a husband and wife in this room right now. That you're going to begin to kneel again together in prayer. You're going to begin to kneel again in prayer. I see you taking out oil and anointing your hands together. You're going to kneel together and anoint your heads. I can see you. It's like your heads are together and you just rocking and praying. And the Lord says, when you do that again, I'll release Rahab's cord over your house. Everybody gets saved. Everybody's coming back. Everything gets healed. The Lord is ready. He says, when I look at you, I see how you have taken my fruit and tasted my word. You have become clean and pure. You're like a lamb who's been washed. And you show grace and truth on display. And your lips are like Rahab's cord. Basically, you look like me. You spent so much time with me. You look like me, and it's beautiful. 
When we get to heaven, the Bible says the Lord will say, well done, good, faithful servant. I long for that moment because it's a moment Jesus calls you three things. He is good, faithful servant. That means now he looks at me and sees himself. And he can say, you are good, you are faithful, and you are a servant.